Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right. This entire time we've been mentioning the word Chalitza, and finally, after 11 full chapters, we're going to talk about what Chalitza is and how it's done. Sometimes it would have been better probably just to say it at the beginning, um, but often the Mishnah does that, and uh, this is the laws of Chalitza, uh, rather uh, easier parak than what we're, we, we've been used to so far. In essence, there are three parts to the chalitza. Uh, number one is the yevama, the, the girl removes the shoe from the yavam. Number two, she spits in front of him. And number three, she says certain uh, pesukim from the Torah uh, described in the parashah of Yibum. So uh, we'll, we'll see later on in the Mishnah how the order is done, but just few, uh, a few technical laws. Mitfat chalitza bishlosha dayanin. The mitzvah of chalitza is done in front of three judges. These don't need to be the greatest tamidei chachamim of the generation. They can be three laymen, kind of like we do here for, um, you know, Darim. Hey, guys, the three guys sitting there. You can do that. Um, even if they're not expert in the laws, it's fine. Chalitza b'min'al, if she performed chalitza with uh, a shoe made of leather, chalitza takeshera, the chalitza is kosher. Ben pilin. But if she performed it with a shoe made out of cloth, chalitza tapesula, then the chalitza is invalid because a cloth shoe is not considered a real shoe in the uh, in, in technical terms. It doesn't protect the foot well. So um, therefore, it is not kosher. Besandal sheyesh lo akev. If she performed chalitza with a, uh, a sandal is not a sandal, uh, it is a very, very hard leather shoe, but it has a heel that wraps around the back of the foot. Kasher, it is valid. V'she'en lo akev, but if this sandal does not have a heel, that heel structure, then pasul, the chalitza is invalid because the shoe will probably slip off the uh, the person who's wearing it, and it must be an actual shoe. Min ha'arkuba ulmata, if the shoe that is being used for chalitza is below the le- the knee of the uh, yavam chalitza takeshera the chalitza is kosher ve'im ha'arkuba ulmala sorry min ha'arkuba ulmala but if it's tied above the knee so it's like one of those tall boots shoes that has a wrap or whatever then chalitza tapesula it is invalid um, because it not, it, the the shoe has to re- be removed from the area just above the foot and this is above the knee. Mishnah bet chalitza besandal sheeno shelo. If the yevama performed chalitza with a shoe made a sandal, but it's it's not his, it doesn't belong to the guy. It just happens to be wearing it. Or besandal shel etz or a wooden uh, sandal covered with leather. Or beshel semol bayamin or with a left shoe placed on the right foot. We're going to see that it has to be the right foot, but he's got a left shoe that is on his on his right foot. Chalitza takeshera. In all these situations. The chalitza is kosher. Chalitza begadol shehu yachol lealechbo. If she performed chalitza with a large shoe that was bigger than his foot, but he could still walk with it, meaning the shoe is not slipping off, or a small shoe that is just covering most of his foot, 
Chalitza takesera. The chalitza is valid because if the shoe is usable, then it's valid. Chalitza balayla. If she performed chalitza at night, chalitza takesera. The chalitza is valid. But Rabbi Eliezer posel. But Rabbi Eliezer says it's not kosher. Basemol. If she performed the chalitza with a shoe on the left foot, chalitza tapesulam. The chalitza is not uh, good. It's invalid. The Torah says that the shoe must be on the on the Yavam's foot, so it's always the right foot when we do mitzvot. Uh, but Rabbi Eliezer says it is valid because it just says foot, not specific. It could be any foot. Okay, so um, remember the three parts. Removing the shoe, we have spitting, and reciting the Pesukim. Chalitza v'rakeka, if she removed the shoe and spit, but she didn't read the Pesukim. The chalitza is uh, valid because the recital of the pesukim is not essential. If she said the verses and spit, but did not remove the shoe, the chalitza is invalid because removing the shoe is essential. She removed the shoe and said the pesukim, but did not spit. Rabbi Eliezer says it's not good because according to him, spitting is essential, it's an essential act, and therefore the chalitza is not good. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva argues and says spitting is not um, uh, an action that involves the Yavam, as we're going to see. Uh, it has to, the, the essential actions have to be for the Yavam, and therefore he holds if she didn't spit, it's still kashir. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says to Rabbi Akiva, The pasuk in the Torah says, this is how it shall be done. And if the Torah says that she has to spit, then she has to spit. And if she didn't spit, it must not be valid. So that's what he said to Rabbi Akiva. Amalo Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva told Rabbi Eliezer, Misham Raya, you think that's a proof? It's this shall be mad to the man, the Yavam. Implying anything that's an action, Involving the man, <clears throat> the man's body. So removing the shoes on the man's body, that's essential. But spitting is coming from the girl, and therefore that is not essential, and therefore the chalitza is still kosher. <laughs> if chalitza was performed on a deaf-mute yavam, or a deaf-mute yevama performed the chalitza, or a yevama performed chalitza on a minor, the chalitza is invalid. The Torah requires that the Yavam and the Yevama have the ability to speak for the, uh, the chalitza to be valid, and it must be an adult with uh, physical signs of maturity. If the Yevama was an underage girl when she performed chalitza, she has to do it again when she gets older. And if she doesn't do it again when she gets older, then it is invalid. Now, we learn in the first Mishnah that it has to be done in, th- in front of three judges. Chalitza bishnaim, if she performed chalitza in front of two judges, um, but, or, or three judges, but one of them was a relative or was pasul edu, so he's not really qualified to be a judge. Chalitza the chalitza is invalid, according to Tanakama. You need three good judges. Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yochanan Sandelar, 
they said it is uh, fine because the judges is not essential for the act of the Khalisa. It's the other parts that are essential. So you have two judges, it's fine. Not only that, there was once a guy who, uh, or a girl who performed Khalisa between her and the man in jail without any judges present. And Rabbi Akiva permitted this um, this Khalisa. Last Mishnah, and uh, we'll conclude. Uh, last Mishnah of the Perak as well. Mitzvat Khalisa, this is how it's performed. Bahu veyevimto lebeddin. He and her go to come to court. Vehen masiin lo etza haogenet lo. And the judges give him advice as to how to, uh, how to proceed, whether or not they feel he should marry her and perform ibum, or chalitza should take place. Usually, if, um, if, for example, they have a large age gap, you know, she's uh, 12 and he's 45, okay, you know, maybe it's better that, uh, that you guys perform chalitza. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, The elders of the city shall call him and speak to him, meaning give him advice. Now, if they, the, the Yavam decides to go ahead with the Khalisa, meaning he doesn't want to be with this girl, he omenet, the Yavama then says the following Pasuk, My Yavam refuses to establish a name for his brother, the brother that died in Israel, and he's not willing to take me into Yibum. And then the Yavam says, I do not want to marry her. They have to say these passages in Hebrew, the holy tongue. This is um, uh, also brought down in Masechet Sota. We learned it uh, in our Sunday morning, or not long ago. Um, then, the, the Mishnah is just quoting the, uh, the, the Psukim, but this is what actually happens. Then the Yevama approaches him, in front of other Zekanim, she removes the shoe from upon him, and then spits in front of him. This spit must be enough spittle to be visible to the judges. And then she declares and says, so is what's done to a man who... Uh, will not build the house of his brother. Ad Khan, uh, she also says as, as that in Hebrew. Ad Khan Hayumakrim. Originally, this is where they would read up to until this point, even though the parasha goes further, but it was until this point that they, um, that they read. But when Rav Hurkanus, um, dictated the passage under the elm tree in Etam, the village of Etam, and completed the entire chapter, meaning um, uh, which is that, that last pasuk, uh, it just became established from that point on that they, they finished the entire parasha uh, of the Yavam. Finally, the conclusion of the ceremony, his name shall be called in Israel, Bet Chalutana, the house of one whose shoe was removed. This is only said by the judges or the rabbis who are there and not the students who may be sitting in front watching this situation. Rabbi Uda Omer, Rabbi Uda disagrees. And he says, Mitzvah al kol ha'omdim sham lomar. 
It's a mitzvah for everybody who's there to say, Chalutzanal, Chalutzanal, Chalutzanal. The one whose shoe was removed, the one whose shoe was removed, the one whose shoe was removed. We'll continue with Hashem tomorrow.